Ben and I are on our way to the farm in Buffalo County. You're going to want to buckle your seatbelt up, Ben. Uh, we are on our way to the farm. We're setting up licking sticks for and recording a bunch of setups for our other brand, which is Hodeg Licking Stick. Um, which is Hodeg, actually. Licking Stick is a product under it. We've got some new products coming out this year with it. Pretty excited about. <clears throat> but when we're on our way over here, Ben and I have been tackling lots of different projects. Uh, YouTube, we went through how many, probably did 10, maybe 10 questions yep. that came through on YouTube. And I would, Ben would read them to me, I'd answer them, Ben would type them out. So it worked out really well. We're trying to be, be efficient here and get a lot of stuff done while we're driving because we got about six, seven hours of driving to do in the next day or two. So we were going to record a couple podcasts and I've got one that's been on my mind. Um, and so I'm going to hand it over. I'm going to hand the phone over to Ben. Um, it's a gal that sent me a message on Facebook and it's a little concerning because if you go up to the top, Ben, of that, when was the first date she sent me, sent me a message? June 17th. So June 17th, so less than a month ago, that's probably, that's three weeks ago, I got a message from her and the dog was about, about nine weeks old, I think. Ben, why don't you read that to me? The first one? Yep. All right. It says, hey, Jeremy, thank you so much for your training videos and YouTube. Live with Spry, I have been studying them closely for the last four months. We now have our nine and a half week old yellow lab named Ro. She's incredibly easy to train with most things. She uses her crate well, is in her pen in the house, and now outside at times, is excellent on her place, and has tied out two times. She practices sit two to three sessions per day, and is progressing nicely. We walk her on our street with a leash, but it's a slow and arduous task since she really hasn't mastered giving pressure to the neck, and as an at-home mom, when I walk her, I also have a stroller and two bikes, which is a lot of distraction. However, outside is another story. Our family spends a lot of time in the backyard and she has become increasingly more rambunctious. My six and four year old wear sundresses and she grabs and pulls them. We've tried walking into her and it doesn't seem to work. I usually have to pick her up and remove her from the situation. When in her pen, she has started digging in the yard. In the morning, she is particularly wild and will nip at my and my husband's legs and runs so hard she trips over her own feet. She goes into the sandbox, grabs the kids' toys, and runs. I'm concerned because in the yard environment she is establishing bad behavior and I'm not sure how to create a controlled environment for her in that space and wondering if she needs to burn off the energy and how to do it best. Any advice would be greatly appreciated. Okay, so that was three weeks ago. Read my response back, would you? All right. So and, what, and I responded to her. You responded to her that day. Okay. Same day. Uh, hey, Sarah. Sounds like the control has gotten away from you guys. I think the key in shaping a pup that young is by setting them up for success. If the habits formed are undesirable, like you've described with several examples, you need to recognize that and change your setup. For instance, taking the pup on lead with all those distractions doesn't work. Don't do it. Instead, go for your walk with the kids and carve out five minutes alone with the pup to work on healing. A pup that young will do much better and progress and retain what you are working on by doing short, successful sessions of three minutes or less, much easier than a 10 to 15 minute one. 
in the backyard when the pup is pulling dresses, grabbing toys, etc., you are not going to change the behavior letting the pup free run. So, don't set it up to fail in that situation. When your husband is getting nipped at, what does he do or how does he respond? It's all testing it's all testing by the pup and it sounds like the pup continues to find ways to establish some dominance in your pack. The good part is she is super young and by simply filming by simply firming up a little will probably fix everything. Treat the pup like she is one of your kids. Would you allow them to act that way? Probably not. Neither should the pup be allowed. Starting now, I think you treat the pup very similar to kids. Instead of looking for time to train, it's in training all the time. Keep me posted and let me know if I can help along the way. Okay, so I'm just going to talk quickly on that. So, and I, you know, I, I responded to her. I don't, I didn't reread it. I don't know what I said. Uh, you know, hearing that response, I don't think I would have changed my response at all. Um, I think it was, I think it made sense. I think that a lot of people see it where the puppies are, they come in at seven weeks old. I'm helping some friends right now that picked up a puppy at eight weeks old. And I've seen them now for the last three, going on four weeks. Puppy's going to be 12 weeks old coming up this week. They're friends of mine that I'm helping get started with this puppy. And they literally come to my house once a week. In the first two weeks, the little puppy was just an absolute angel. Um, and, and, and they, I think part of it is because you've removed them from something and you've dropped them into your world. And so there's a little uncertainty on the dog's end. And all of a sudden, as they get comfortable, they develop some character, some more character and personality, some more boldness. They start to test because they're, they're, they're just feeling their little wild oats a little bit. And they want to go, I think... I'm going to test. And and I just think that's the way dogs are. I think that's the way dogs are wired. It's establishing and maintaining that level of where the dog is in the pack that's important. And so when you bring the puppy in, it sounded like, and if you reread the beginning of it, it's everything was going good. The dog's training easy. Everything's perfect. Everything's great, blah, blah, blah. By the second half of that message, it started to tell me it was great. Now it's changing. So when I reread that message or hear Ben reread that message to me, I think for the first two weeks, seven weeks, eight weeks, you probably had an angel. And then the, the development of boldness started and you guys didn't change. And so as the dog continued to test and get away with stuff, it got bolder and bolder and wanted to test more. And by the time your, your, your message to me was done, the truth that, and I'm not saying you weren't telling the truth in the beginning, but the story was starting to unfold that this dog is becoming more than we can handle at nine weeks old. Then, I, and that's when I responded to you and I said, "You got to nip this in the bud. You got to end this. This now, I'm going to let Ben reread. I'm going to let Ben read the next message because that was my message back to you. And then about three weeks later, this was last week Wednesday, I got this message. Now the puppy's 12 weeks old, so it was two and a half weeks later." I'm gonna, so I saw I saw it slipping in your message. I think a lot of people run into this. They bring the puppies home and everything goes good for the first couple weeks. And, and people just think, this is just easy. And they're not necessarily prepared for and proactive on when the puppy starts to change, you need to change accordingly. Read, read the next message, Ben, that came last week. All right. 
Thanks for the previous advice. We've tried really hard to establish more control with the puppy, now almost 12 weeks old. In the yard, we have done this by putting her on a long leash during potty times, like every 40 minutes or she pees in her crate. We stopped the 10 minute walks and would switch to three to four minute heel work sessions in the driveway. My husband also has been helping more with the puppy in the mornings when she is most crazy. However, she has become increasingly more aggressive towards me and our kids, ages six, four, and one. Today in the morning, I had her in the yard and she was going crazy on leash and biting the leash. So I picked her up and settled her. I did this for about 25 minutes. It worked, but honestly, she's bigger. She's getting bigger and it's getting hard and harder and harder for me to do this. This afternoon, while my kids are napping, I brought her out to do heel work. She wasn't having it, laid down and bit at her leash. When I went to pick her up, she barked, growled, and nipped at me. I decided that wasn't going to work and brought her to the backyard, still with chain and leash on. She started pulling like crazy, which concerned me because the chain was too tight and needed to be adjusted. But when I tried to reach for her to take it off, she growled and lunged at me, trying to bite me. I turned around and she bit the back of my leg. Not hard, but still, really not good. I picked her up by the scruff and moved her over. She was shocked, but it didn't change her behavior. She was doing really well in place and now is terrible and literally leaps off every 60 seconds regardless of the correction, though the occasional growl and barks is sometimes included. I'm at a loss and really concerned that we aren't improving. I'm watching the YouTube and the puppy and foundation videos and I feel like the messages prevent problems from happening, but apparently we failed on that front. We now have a biting, leash-chewing dog who thinks she's in charge. I'm at my wit's end. Also, thinking about knowing our dog, she seems less and less interested in any praise from me for example, her tail doesn't wag that often. I'm wondering if this is a lack of exercise and how to accomplish that when I can't walk her and she can't be free in the yard. She's in the crate more because she hops out of the pen now and can't be trusted on place at all. She doesn't whine in the crate, but also doesn't go willingly ever. Sorry, this is sort of a rambling message. I'm kind of freaking out and worried if I can't get her under more control that we will have to get to give her up for the kids' safety, which is devastating. So, like I said, it's just tail spinning. This whole thing is just, uh, you know, and it, and it all goes back, it all comes back to control and the lack of, like you've lost it. And so the great part about it is, is because the puppy is so young, I think it's very easy to take it back. It's just gonna take more than it did would have taken before. And so 100%, it's the dog taking advantage, and, and, it, and she's beat you. Like, I can hear it in the words. I can hear it when Ben reads it. You're frustrated, no doubt. I doubt you keep your cool the whole time, because I wouldn't either. I'd get really pissed off. And as soon as you do that, all it does is puts gasoline on a fire to try to put it out. The idea of, so the, the idea of what needs to happen is 180 degree change of direction with the process. You're going through, you got a dog that pulls on the leash. So pulls on the leash, out of control. So what do you do? Take her to the backyard. Take her to the backyard. She, her chain's on, not on right. Well, there's the first problem. Maybe that's, maybe that's the initial issue is you don't have the chain set up properly. So if you don't have the tools set up properly, how can you ever get any correction to work anyway? 
the, as this thing just starts to snowball and gain momentum in the wrong direction, there's no stopping it by just going, I wish this would change. So puppy in the kennel, before the puppy ever comes out of the kennel, I've got a plan. I know exactly what we're going to do. We're going to put the lead on. We're going to put the lead on correctly. We're going to, whatever, whatever the setup is, whether it be a flat collar, whether it be a slip chain, whatever it is, I don't know the size of the dog. I don't know the amount of pressure that the dog takes. If the dog's big enough, it might be a slip chain. Slip chain gives a little more bite. A little more. Now, you did say you picked the pup up by the scruff of the neck, and that surprised her. You were probably this close, and when I'm saying this close, I mean very, very close to changing the dog's behavior. But because you let off the gas and allowed it to test you, and then you backed down, you gave in again. And when you gave in again, the dog says, that's how I get my control back. That woman decided she was going to try to be tough, not on my time. And then you... So you have to decide and it's a it's a decision in your mind mentally and then it's a decision on it physically on to execute consistently and say I'm not going to let a 12 week old puppy walk all over us it's what she's doing and you're I can sense it in what you're what I'm reading is you're afraid to make the next move because you're not sure what the next move is it's really really understandable it's very natural Anyone who's listening to this right now, if you're listening to it, or if other people are listening to it, other people feel the same way. I know people that are crippled by it. My mom and dad were crippled by it. My watch the the Cedar series that we're doing on Instagram right now. Cedar cripples my parents to the point of my dad just wants to kick her because he's so frustrated with her because she's just such a snot. She's such a brat. But it's funny that when I when I went there, and she still does it to me, she'll test me, but at, at a frequency of about 10% of what she tests my parents. She's testing my parents constantly, and 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 honestly, they're just they're not they're not winning those battles. The dog is, and the frustration is setting in so much for my dad that he's putting her in the kennel, and that's part of what, that's one way of avoiding more issues, but it's also. There has to be some type of physical exercise because the dog has to get physically tired, but it also has to be mentally tired. And if we don't challenge it both ways, it doesn't one one way or the other way doesn't work. It has to be both. And so, because my dad gets frustrated, he puts her in the kennel. Because he puts her in the kennel, her energy amps up to the point where she becomes obnoxious. So I went to their house this last weekend, and I walk on the porch, and the dog heard me. I, I didn't see it. It was in the kennel. I walk up, and my after about five minutes of talking to my parents, my mom looked at my dad and said, isn't that just weird? Jared gets here, and she doesn't bark. She's quiet in the kennel. <clears throat> she knew the rules changed based on my voice, and I hadn't seen her for four days. And I, the four days prior, I had her for a week, one week. The first day I had her, she was a wild bucking bronco within a few days. Within a day, I had to make some pretty serious corrections with her, pretty firm. I didn't get mad at her and hold a grudge. I corrected it, and when she changed her behavior, I let her know it was the right decision. So I'm just as quick to let them know they did it right as I am to have them do it wrong. You can't hold grudges. If all you do is get mad, right now you're getting mad at this dog. You don't like the dog right now. If you don't like the dog, you won't work with the dog. If you don't work with the dog, the dog won't get better. It's a snowball effect in the wrong direction right now. And so 
it takes firming up. It takes a figuring out. So you're right. You can't take the dog for a walk. Well, why would you be able to? It's 12 weeks and you haven't done a damn thing with it on heel. <laughs> I mean, it's not just going to happen because you wish it happens. You're going to have to execute some heel work. I know you've got the videos. You're going to have to do what's in those videos and get positive results and then build on them every day, every session. And so if you don't get that going in the right direction, it's not going to get better. You can't let the dog out in the backyard to run free because it never comes back to you and it raises hell. So what do you got to do to, to challenge this thing? You got to change the environment. Don't go in the backyard. Go somewhere else. It's Find a room or your garage or something where you can spend some time with that dog and not be pissed off at it. Not hate it. Sit down and just let the dog come by you and pet it a little bit. And then let it go investigate. And then let it come by you. Don't do this when you have three kids that are waking up from nap time. Because you don't have time to be doing it with the puppy. It's When dad comes home, let dad watch the kids and you go do it. When, when dad's home and you watch the kids, let him go and do it. But you need to figure out how to get this dog to trust you. And think that you guys are on the same team. Because without that, without liking him, it, whatever, I don't know if it's him or her, without liking that dog, you're getting nowhere. Because you're just building walls against, building a taller wall to separate you from it. And the dog is going to sense that. So, there's so much into this, into this, and there's so much like despair in the voice. I can hear it in Ben's voice reading your reading your message like I don't want to see this dog have to get I don't want to see you have to get rid of the dog so but you're 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 definitely headed down that road and I don't say that to panic you or scare you I'm being honest you said it to me things don't change you're not going to be able the dog's only going to get bigger and as the dog gets bigger you're going to have less and less of an opportunity because two things are going to happen physically it's going to be harder for you but I'm not even worried about that because dogs are chick dogs are little they're sweet they're sassy when you let them be. They're sweet 99% of the time if you handle it properly. But what you're going to have to do, so physically it's going to get big, but the habits are going to form. The wrong habits are going to form so strong that you're going to go, I can't overcome them. And you might not be able to without help. So what I want you to do is I'm going to be sending you a message. I just sent you a message earlier and said, hey, we're doing a podcast on this. I want you to do me a favor. I want you to do a little bit of video work. I want you to take your phone and set it on a tripod and I want you to film some of the struggles that you're having and I want you to send them to me because I'm going to look at them and I'm going to start giving you some things because I can tell you right now, I can envision what I think is happening, but until I see it, I just did this with another guy on hold conditioning. I think it was pretty powerful. We got a lot of response from people on it. We just did it as a video blog and a podcast. Uh, it became very clear to some people that were watching it. And the reason I want to do this also is because I think you're going to help a sh- ton of people. You're going to help a whole bunch of other people that are going through this as well. But the the guy that was struggling with hold, he helped more other people than himself. Because I had a lot of people message me back and go, God, just hearing him, I recognized and picked up on the stuff that I do wrong. And it creates major issues. Makes it almost impossible to train the dog the way you want to but you don't realize that when you're the when you're the person doing it no one's watching you no one's seeing it no one's now you're gonna have to have thick skin because i'm not going to sugarcoat it i'm going to tell you what you did wrong and if you can't if you're not able to accept what i say is wrong well then you will struggle so but i'm going to have i'm going to send you a message i'm going to ask you to do some 
some, we're going to pick one thing at a time. Place training is easy. If you're, you had place training before until the dog decided to test you beyond the fact that you couldn't respond, and now all of a sudden you can't get the dog to stay in place, you know it's doable. You did it before. The dog has just decided he's not going to do it anymore, and you don't know what to do about that. So, But let's pick one thing at a time because you're not going to fix. You've got five things on your list right now that are creating all these issues. They're all connected. But you're not going to fix all five at once because you're having a hard time. You're, you're going to have a hard time fixing one at a time, but I'm going to help you do it. So I want you to come through. I want you to, um, and I'm putting some work on you. You've reached out to me. You've taken the first step. You're willing to, you're willing to do that. Now I'm going to say, okay, now I'm going to give you some more stuff to do. And if you're willing to do it, I'll help you. If, you're, if, you, if you respond to this and go, man, that seems like a lot of work. I'm going to have to set the tripod up. I just don't have time for it. Not with a six, four, and one-year-old. If you can't, if you won't be able to do this, I won't be able to help you. There is no, there is no magic pill that I can send you to feed the dog. And so, but I'm going to have you come up with a list of things that you're struggling with. Prioritize them. I'm going to have you send it back to me. And then I'm going to have you, then I'm going to give you some instruction on, okay, I want you to show me the struggles you're having with it and you're going to record it and you're going to send it to me and we'll create a little bit of, we'll create, hell, we'll create a little series. I don't know what the dog, do you know what the dog's name was, Ben? I don't remember. Was it a boy or a girl? Hang on. But either way, whatever it is, we'll create, uh, we'll create a little interactive help for you through the computer and I'll be able to. I'll be able to get a better feel after seeing some of the stuff you're doing. I'll be able to give you some advice and some things to work on. And then I'm going to ha- and then I'll be able to see whether or not you do it. And if you do it, I think you'll see results. And w- what our goal is going to be is to start to fix one thing at a time. And it's going to be not fixing it all in one session. It's going to be, let's just take a step towards it in one session. And then we'll build off of it with the next one. And then we'll build it off of it with the next one. And so Ben's cringing right now because he's going, Jesus, man, here comes another series. But I think this is an important one because I think it's going to help a lot of people. And the nice part about it is the dog's 12 weeks old right now, 13 weeks probably right now. It's really young. So um, I brought Cedar home when she was about 20 weeks and she was a handful. So you got a seven-week, six to seven-week, maybe eight-week old uh, jump start on me. That's a ton of time two months of bad habits less than what I have to deal with right now and I do I'm going to send you also this in the in the message I recommend you watch if you're not on Instagram join it it's free but you'll follow the series with Cedar because that's going on on Instagram right now eventually it's going to go to YouTube but um so that's that's I'm going to give you some homework what was what was her name Sarah 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 you're going to get some homework um that's a podcast episode and so those who are listening to the podcast you're going to get, you probably hopefully got something out of this, but you're going to see and and hear and hopefully get more out of it as it develops because we got to help Sarah out or Sarah's going to be sending a dog to the Humane Society. And I don't say it lightheartedly at all. I'm dead serious. The reason why, one of the biggest reasons why I'm doing what I'm doing right now is because my parents had people show up at my house. I've told this story before. Saturday morning, Someone came and took my dog and the doghouse and put it in the back of their car and drove away with it when I was real little. And it was because we had zero control over this little Dalmatian puppy that we got after watching 101 Dalmatians. And we just had a dog that was a terrorizer. And we couldn't control it. And we had to get rid of it. And that was, I, 
I held that against my parents for a long time, and I was probably like five or six years old. I was really young, maybe seven, but I was really young. I, I don't want these four, six, and one-year-olds to go through what I went through. So, Sarah, we're going to help you if you're willing to be helped, but I can't help you if you don't put the work in. So, I'll send you a Facebook message. Um, that's episode whatever it is for podcast. 83. We're in the 80s, 83. Um, we're on our way to Buffalo County. We're setting up some trail cameras. If you're a deer hunter, hold egg licking stick. Follow us on that page as well because you're going to see some stories here the next couple days. Um, well, this whole season. By the time you listen to this podcast, it'll be probably the stories will be gone. But that's it. Another episode in the books. Mm-hmm.